Hey y'all, my name is Kep. Welcome to my new podcast and thank you so much for tuning in to The Gift of Mercury. Oof. If I had a dollar for every time I re-recorded that intro, I could buy two Chanel purses. And I'm talking about the big ones. Like, I don't know why it has been so difficult for me to do this. Well, I know why. I think I'm just trying to give perfection. I, I can literally feel myself code switching into work mode, like work kept or school kept as if I'm giving a presentation. And this is not that. This is supposed to be very casual and like I'm talking to a friend. I wish y'all could have heard the other two drafts I had. It was given Siri, like audiobook. I said, mm-mm. So I took a little break, took a little nap, got something to eat, talked to my friends for some feedback and some tips, and I have a feeling that this is genuinely going to be better. But I'm really excited for the new year. 2023 is going to be my year. I say this every year, and for the most part, I don't think I've had, I've had more good years than bad years, so I'm going to keep saying it every year. I don't care, but... I, there are actual changes, like physical changes I've already set in motion for 2023. So I'm so excited for those. And I hope y'all have some goals and are making New Year's resolutions. I'm a huge proponent of New Year's resolutions. I think they're so helpful. They're fun to look back on. My birthday is right in the middle of the year on July 4th. So it's such a great time to revisit my resolutions and just think, oh, what have I accomplished? What have I fallen off of? How can I get back into the groove of things? You know, I don't know. It's real fun to me. But as for this podcast, I'm going to think of it. I'm going to think of this episode at least, like a pilot episode. You know, in like TV shows or sitcoms, how they have a like a first episode or a pilot episode, excuse me. And they introduce some of the characters the plot, the storylines, but as the series goes on, you notice that some of the storylines kind of disappear or the characters kind of switch up out of nowhere because the writers and producers introduced one thing, changed their mind, and, you know, as viewers, we're just kind of supposed to follow suit. That's what I think I'm going to give with this one. I feel as though as this podcast goes on, as I really get my footing and feel things out, Some things might change, but even the framework right now is pretty loose. I think of this as a place where I can share my ideas and my thoughts with my friends, receive feedback, and as I grow a community on here, just have more and more people relate. And I don't know, maybe down the line it'll be more interactive. I'm not really sure what my long-term goals are for this, but I just know I had something on my mind today and I just wanted to get it out there. And if I decide to change the name later, if I decide to change the cover art later, that's just going to have to come later. I just wanted to get this out there before the year ended. So something that's been on my mind lately is confrontational versus non-confrontational people. And kind of thinking about what makes someone one or the other and what I think it boils down to is 
the confidence someone has in their emotions and the confidence that they have in their ability to communicate. So I hope that doesn't sound too corny saying out loud. And I can't even say that sounded cooler in my head because it didn't. But give me a second. Give me a second. I'm going to really elaborate, make it make sense. And if it sounds corny to you by the end of all this, then that's fine. When you think of someone who's confrontational, right? Usually that has a negative connotation associated with it. You know, people think of falling outs. Um argumentative, sometimes manipulators, and sometimes people who don't like peace. And I only say the peace thing because when you talk to non-confrontational people, they be like, you know, I'm just trying to spare the peace. I don't want to step on no toes. Um, What else? What else do they be saying? I don't know why I make my voice all soft, but non-confrontational people swear they just so like, I don't know, like they just mother Teresa but what else oh and they don't like putting themselves in themselves or other people in uncomfortable situations and even when you look up the meaning of confrontation a lot of definitions included the adjectives like hostile clashing and victim so I think of myself as a confrontational person like I'm gonna be I'm gonna just be straight up but I don't see myself in any of those descriptors. Like, I don't think I'd be on rah-rah or I don't think I'm messy because when you think of confrontational people, you think of like somebody who's messy and I don't think I'm messy. I feel as though normally when I am confronting, which honestly, I don't even really like using that word for real because of the negative connotation. So I'm going to say like communicative. Communicative sounds very mature and grown up but as a communicative person I feel as I'm very rational and respectful and understanding especially because most of the time I'm doing this with someone I care about I will also add that this is something that's not very it doesn't make me as nervous as most people um just because one I don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's that difficult. Like some, yes, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong, but I don't shy away from confrontation too much. Another reason why is because I don't find myself having to do it that often. So I have a lot of long-term friends and we don't really have those type of conversations anymore. Most of my friends, they know me pretty well. I know them pretty well. But across all my relationships in general, let's say I probably would have to have a difficult conversation only a couple of times in any given year, which I don't think is very frequent at all, given the fact I'm thinking of romantic, platonic, and family relationships. And for a period of time, I was thinking about non-confrontational people and how I don't think I like them. I also associate that too closely with passive aggressiveness. And I feel like they make friendships much more stressful than someone who you know if they have a problem, they're going to say something. But for someone who's not confrontational and imagine them giving you the silent treatment, And you over here confused why 
because nobody wanted to tell you what was wrong like i mean no thank you like however this would be a great opportunity for me to try to understand people who are different than me especially since i'm in a less critical mood today that's when i started thinking why why is it so hard for some of us to see that speaking up more can actually protect us in the long run isn't terribly stressful and it's a good thing all in all and so that's when i came up with the bright idea of confidence in emotions and confidence in communication and sometimes the confidence conversation kind of gets stale to me personally just because it's really reductive in a sense they only talk about the physical so body positivity and being pretty and like being smart or like your ability and they want to target the conversations towards young women so I feel as though there are so many other insecurities that need to be touched on in all genders and at all ages and the conversation kind of dies down as we get older and I'd be like why because there are a lot of insecure 20 somethings that I encounter on a day-to-day so now I'll explain what I mean when I say confidence in your emotions and as I think about it more I feel as though the word validating could be used in place of confidence. It might be a better fit as well, but it's pretty self-explanatory though. It's where you're effectively addressing how you feel and overall just getting more comfortable in your emotions, more specifically the negative ones. So sadness, anger, embarrassment. And girl, I just can't wait until more of us are on the same page about the simple fact that ignoring certain feelings doesn't necessarily mean that they go away. Actually, a lot of times they just fester into resentment. Ooh, that reminds me of that movie, Gone Girl. Okay, that's a good example, even though it's kind of on the extreme side. But basically, in the movie, the wife was trying to be like the cool wife, so you know, I don't care that you use me as a cum rag bae. I don't care that you be taking my money, be taking my car. Sounds like a lot of y'all. I'm not going to say no names, but it sounds like a lot of y'all. Anywho, I think she got fed up with him one day because he was cheating and she wanted to frame him for murder, like her murder. So instead of addressing her emotions right then and there or confronting her husband, it just festered into a resentment. Her ignoring how she felt really didn't do nothing to help the situation. That movie is so tea. Y'all should watch it. I also want to add that validating your emotions can help lead you to better relationships because a lot of times it helps open our eyes to a very abusive or toxic situation. And I'm one of those people and I hope more people become like this too. When it comes to relationships with others, I feel like most of them should be easy. There should not be that much hardship. That's insane. So, and I know it's inevitable sometimes, but that's just where discernment and common sense comes in. But I just feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. Now I want to talk about confidence and communication, which is also pretty self-explanatory. 
I like to think of this as how comfortable you are expressing your concerns and how good of a listener you are as well. I would say that there are a couple of factors that affect this and you don't normally notice until you realize that, yes, I feel some type of way. Yes, I want to say something, but I don't really know how or there are a couple of things holding me back. Some of those include feeling as though you don't have the right words to say, feeling like you don't have any receipts to pull or you haven't identified enough patterns or it could just be general nerves or this might be someone new so you're not really sure how they're going to react. I also find that the type of space that the other party provides you is also important especially when they're the type of person who are purposely trying to misunderstand you, gaslight you, or just generally downplay whatever you're trying to tell them. Which is why listening is such an important aspect that I don't want to ignore because yes, there will be times that we will be the victim, probably less than we'd like to admit, but there will also be a lot of times where we are the perpetrator. As your confidence increases though, I do find that these difficult conversations become a lot easier and it's easier to discern who wants to accommodate you or make fair compromises and the people in your life who are being very selfish. Okay, so now we get to talk about me <laughs> and really just my progress when it comes to this concept. We're going to have to go back though to like the age of 15 or 16 I'm not sure but during that time I started to hate feeling low which was basically the negative emotions I was describing before I started identifying the situations that contributed to this feeling and then identified the ones that were in my control my parents did a great job of instilling in me at a very young age that nothing is out of reach for me this is your life, you're behind the steering wheel, take the reins on the horse, whatever metaphor that people use nowadays, that's basically what my parents have taught me all throughout my childhood. So I took that and ran with it and always thought to myself, how can I live the most fulfilling life down to the people I surround myself with? So that kind of motivated me to take my emotions more seriously because it wasn't doing anything when I was trying to sweep them under the rug and finally doing something about it. So boom, I'm getting this emotional validation thing down, right? And mind you, at the time, probably couldn't tell you what the phrase meant, but as the years are going on, I'm getting so much more comfortable with considering myself as a sensitive person sometimes. I've also been very reassuring and telling myself like, you're not tripping, they're tripping, and overall just finding ways to put myself first. Nothing makes me happier than knowing at the end of every day I did what was best for myself. So now we're at my senior year of high school, I believe, and again, I'm not sure, but Progress isn't linear, so it's a little difficult for me to remember when one thing ended and I began something else. But at this point, I knew I kind of had hit a plateau because I mentioned that one thing about communication yet. 
And that was kind of the theme. I was pretty selfish. And even now I'm trying to unlearn some selfish tendencies, but it was very much me, 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 making sure I was good, making sure I was straight. What was the easiest and quickest way I could change the environment around me in my social circles. And that was cutting off, ghosting, going in my A with no explanation. I love doing all three. And I'm not even going to sit here and lie to y'all and say that ghosting is a bad thing because at times it's necessary. But up until this point, I was only comfortable expressing myself with super close friends and my family members. It honestly took a minute for me to click that I was missing out on a lot of great connections because of my poor communication style. And granted, I do cut myself some slack because in some of the relationships I was in in the past, I knew I didn't have a safe space to really tell someone how I felt. But I know that there are some relationships that ended over a dumb misunderstanding and I was too scared or lazy to say something about it. I'm not going to lie though, the timing of this realization was perfect because I was moving away to start college soon. I was going to be in a new environment with new faces where I knew I was going to have to inevitably use my conflict resolution skills. And girl, that I did, but it wasn't even that hard considering the fact that most of these confrontations can go one of two ways. You know, I like to believe that I pick good friends or I like to assume the best of my friends until I have a reason to assume otherwise. So going into a difficult conversation, I just think to myself, this is a good friend. They are very empathetic. They are very patient with me. So they're going to understand where I'm coming from. And this will be a very easy conversation. Or if it turns out to be a very difficult one and I walk away feeling worse than how I did coming in, then this is probably not someone I want to be friends with or someone I want to keep around. And I was okay with both outcomes because it always offered more clarity. I really wish this was something I realized sooner because it seemed like overnight about 90% of the anxiety I had surrounding expressing myself to people completely disappeared. And now we have me today. I think I would say that I'm maintaining and just bracing myself for obstacles to come because like I was saying earlier, progress is usually never linear and there might come a time where I'll backtrack But as for now, I think I'm doing well. I want to go back briefly to what I was saying earlier about having a safe space when I was younger and how there were times when I didn't really feel like I had one. So now I'm very aware of the type of environment I foster for others around me and I'm consistently checking in with myself thinking, am I an easy person for someone to express themselves to? Oftentimes, it's easiest for us to see ourselves as the victim instead of being honest and identifying times when we've been the perpetrator. It's pretty inevitable that we're going to cross some boundaries and trigger some wounds, especially as we 
develop new relationships it's always a cycle that we're going to be in the most important part really is how it's handled and how the criticism is delivered this leads me to my biggest pet peeve though because i can't stand when someone does something hurtful but because the intention behind it wasn't anything negative or malicious they don't want to take accountability for it because hurting someone and your intention kind of don't have nothing to do with each other if you still trigger them anyway that's so freaking annoying and a red flag of mine for sure so as i wrap this up i'm trying to think of some takeaways or recurring themes that i mentioned throughout this podcast i would say one being responsible for the people that you keep around you is key this is the best time to do it too you know you can just cut folks off leave people in 2022 as you're going into 2023 but make sure for every person that you're leaving behind think about who you can bring along with you people never want to talk about that like they want to talk about who they leaving behind but who you bring in in 2023 are you adding are you might double back oh my gosh i hope somebody learned something from this podcast and reaches out to one of their ex homegirls and be like i want to talk i miss us that would be so cute because i've been seeing y'all give these boys about 50 chances so you can hit your homegirl up and be like I learned to validate and be comfortable in my emotions and confident in how I communicate. Let's give this one more go. I'm just saying. But yeah, y'all hit me. Tell me what y'all think. I love feedback. Um, Just in general about the podcast, like logistics wise, audio, or anything I said, if it made sense, if y'all agree. And if you disagree, I would love to hear from you. Contrary to popular belief, I don't mind when people disagree from me and I love hearing different opinions. It's just that sometimes, I'm not gonna say all the time, but sometimes when y'all be disagreeing, y'all ain't really got much to back it up. I really wanna hear what y'all gotta say. And tune in. When's the next episode? I'm trying to do every other Friday. So the next episode is going to be in January. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about yet. Maybe just something random. Not everything. I feel like this was kind of a heavy topic or it was about like, you know, how you feel and emotions. But the next episode probably going to be about like moving to a new city and starting over. (laughs) So it's your girl Kep. Thank you so much to those of you who listened all the way through. Can't wait for next episode. Bye.